once again, we are back at it with Stars of Destiny podcast episode. I believe we're at episode number five. Is are we at five now? Oh, not five. Sorry. Oh, we're we're, we're past. Five. I'm my age. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, not yeah, eight. It's we're like eight. Episode not eight or nine. Eight or nine. We're eight <laughs> or nine. I don't remember anymore? Yeah, I can't remember anymore. Actually, let me <laughs> let me just confirm. I apologize. I'm, I'm my birthday's coming up, so I'm like I'm already feeling the memories being lost on me uh but yeah okay episode number eight so we are recording episode number eight uh for the stars of destiny podcast uh your sweet coden and euden uh chronicle podcast uh happy to be here uh my name is marco flores with nerd in the bay over at the other side we have luca blight luca how you doing today doing pretty good about yourself man i'm doing all right i'm doing all right hey we so uh we got some uh, great uh response from the last episode um and i this this uh, this episode that we're recording now, uh, I just asked like, hey, you guys want us to talk about anything? You know, just let us know. So I hit up all the you know the usual groups uh, that are talking about Sweet Coding, and uh, yeah, we you guys came came out in droves and 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 you know it I, surprised us honestly. It was like, oh wow, there's a lot of a lot of stuff they want us to talk about. So uh, really happy that we're gonna be doing like basically like a fan uh podcast you know questions and answers and topics and all that stuff uh but we're also going to be highlighting some content creators and also some places that are you know discussing uh sweet code in and eu in chronicle you know daily uh, uh you know on you know facebook discord uh where else reddit all that stuff so we're going to be doing diving into that sort of thing but first off uh first off we're going to start with uh luca blight's discord uh he, there was a question that was asked by uh rena dream we're going to jump right in, like, right away. Uh, so the podcast question is asking, what other types of games do you recommend that gives off a similar Sweet Coden vibes? So this kind of question comes, like, is brought up from time to time. I often see it, like, you know, on the, the Facebook groups and also Reddit. And, yeah, people are asking, like, what other games are Sweet Coden-like and maybe in terms of recruiting characters or maybe building up your, your, your headquarters and, and it's... You know, all these characters are, you know, doing their own thing or many, maybe mini games or maybe even like the leveling and fighting system. Um, I know Nino, Nino Kuni 2 uh, is often mentioned about, you know, being a Suikoden like. And maybe if you played Nino Kuni 2 and then you heard about Suikoden, maybe you're coming from Nino Kuni 2. It's like, oh, what's the, what's the deal about Suikoden? Um, I often hear about Nino Kuni 2. Like, Luca, did you hear any, any games that kind of give off the same vibe of a, of a Suikoden like? I've heard some people say certain things, and the one I check into the game, it's it's not really. There's like one or two similarities in like a minor way that most JRPGs do. Mm-hmm. My problem with like with this is, it, it's this is a boring answer, but <laughs> there is none. Suikoden is so unique hey. that that's why it's so exciting to have around. And like a Yuden Chronicle is going to be the only thing that's actually like Suikoden, yeah, because it's by the same creators and they're purposely doing this as a as a successor. Uh, but the boring answer on my behalf is there is none. Wow. Suikoden is what it is. One of a kind. Suikoden <laughs> is the gem. Okay, that is why so many people love this series the way it does. It's just because it's it's one of a kind. It is what it is. Okay, okay. There, there's no other JRPG that is like it. Nice, nice, nice response. Nice response. You'll definitely get some uh, brownie points from the loyalist out there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for me, I, I was looking around, and I, again, like I said, I often like kind of see this question come like pop up here and there. And I mentioned about Nino Kuni too. I guess being being like a sweet coding like, I guess maybe the amount of characters 
that you're able to recruit uh, in that sort of way. Um, I mean, Chrono Cross, you're able to do the same thing, but it's, it's not the same at the same time. There's a lot of characters that you can yeah. recruit, but it's it's like one <sighs> continuous like RPG adventure with like a group. You just pick your Chrono people. Chrono Cross, like the the characters are so generic and bland, mm. and like I know there is characters like that in Suikoden, mm. uh, but like in in Chrono Cross, I found there was like five characters worthy of talking about. Uh, mm. The rest were just kind of there. Okay. Uh, whether they're just like you know they're strong characters, right? Yeah. But like they're just kind of there, and they didn't have like you know the the continuation of the story like like some other characters did. Like you know you wouldn't expect Futch to become what he was in Sweeten and Three, mm. that kind of thing. Okay. It like I said, it's it's so different, right? Like you didn't have uh, you know a character in uh, Chrono Trigger come over to Chrono Cross and become some you know, yeah. outstanding character, right? You didn't have that. Where you have in, in Suikoden 1 to 2 to 3, you see the transformation of Futch as he grows. And yeah, it's so cool. that's true. That's true. That, that's just why I, I'm kind of on that side of the fence of, you know. Yeah. You know, and Chrono, the only thing that's, that's like Chrono Cross is just there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters, Chrono yeah, yeah. And even even when that, that correlation of Trigger to Cross, uh, like the old cast, um, you, I mean, you saw them as kids. Like it's, it's a little spoilerish, but like you see them yeah. as kids, and they're talking about you know the same thing that they dealt with in in, in Trigger. So, um, like I'll mention some games that people have mentioned. Some say Ogre Battle. Uh, I don't know what the correlation is from there uh, from the, for the SNES or the PS One. Exit Fate is a is is a indie game basically. It was made by a person who loves Suikoden, so kind of the same like maybe same style, maybe same. You know battles and that sort of thing um let me see yeah some people said ogre battle some people say uh last remnant for ps3 xbox 360 um let's see what else who else this is basically this was i guess asked like three months ago so i'm saying on uh sweet code and reddit ogre battle exit fates radiata stories it's i mean again a lot of characters uh but you only have like what uh three at a time i believe if i'm remembering right um let me see. Yeah, more Exit Fates. Exit Fate. Yeah, it was made by somebody that you know that loved Suikoden, and he just want they just wanted to make their own Suikoden type game. So it's kind of scratching that itch a little bit. Um, but maybe it's probably like a lot of the similar systems and maybe character types uh, that you're seeing in that type of game. Um, let me see. I see Trails of Sky series. I don't know if that's. Anything that kind of relates in a way, uh, Skies of Arcadia is, is being mentioned. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles, yeah, there's a lot of characters there, uh, but there's not so much of like, um, you know, having a castle and then everybody's like, you know, doing their thing, you know, whether they're drinking, you know, drinking uh, <laughs> at the bar or that sort of thing. It's just everybody's enlisted into the ar army, right? Um, and then yeah, everybody has. Uh, particular abilities and you know uh, equipment setups and stuff like that alliance alive made by uh Moriyama, so like maybe you'll of course you'll see some similarities from alliance alive to suikoden uh maybe in the battle system i've yet to play alliance alive have you played alliance alive uh luca i have not no 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 so uh maybe there's similarities there uh or maybe he went tried to do, do a little bit of a departure from suikoden uh just to you know just get his name out there some more um let me see let me see anybody else anybody else responded with something different grandia is mentioned i don't know if that's i don't know if that's the same uh it's, it's definitely an, an adventure it's a long adventure 
uh, if you uh, put your time in. Chrono Cross was just mentioned. Yeah, Valkyria pro uh, Profile is also mentioned. Grove Lancer is, is being mentioned because I guess the political aspect uh, from this, you know, from Suicoden, like, you know, I guess from at least from one and five, I would think. But yeah, they, they mentioned Grove grow lancer right you can you can draw small similarities to it yeah but if you're looking for a game that's going to uh you know have the same aspect as sweet and you're not going to find it yeah yeah right sweet brings it all together right you have you have the rpg aspect of it you have the politics you have the story mm -hmm. and the world building and then you have the army battles you have your own custom castle yeah that stuff if you're looking to find something that is going to be similar to all of that literally you have to wait for you basically that's just my take. basically uh, let's see. Somebody mentioned Breath of Fire because of the town building. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Radiata Stories for the recruitment factor. Uh, let's see. Tactics, I guess, but they're not... The, the people you're enlisting are not stars. They're just... It's just like, you know, soldiers and, and you know, enlisting people and that, that sort of thing. But nobody's having a particular story uh, with those characters, uh, except for the main characters, basically. Um... Let's see. I guess that's it. I guess that's all that was mentioned. I, yeah, I think that was all that was mentioned in terms of like Suicode and likes. Yeah, they, yeah. Like like Lucas said, like if you want every like everything that that came with Suicode, it's very very tough to find another game that's like that. You see some aspects from from different games, uh, the recruitment factor, that maybe the battle system, maybe the you know having a castle and and having all your people in there. Uh, but none, I would say, that has that you know like all those things that that sweet coden has uh so that's pretty pretty difficult to to find if anything unless somebody again like exit fate made basically love sweet coden and made their own sweet coden and 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 maybe maybe balanced it out or maybe updated or maybe you know try to make it better uh than the original system was uh i mean there's people there's developers out there that's you know wanting to make a better type of game of the game that they love right you know for like either balancing it uh reasons or like maybe you know trying to flesh out uh more story um but yeah that's a good this is a good starting question from uh rena dream thank you and that that came from uh luca blight's uh discord so i'll definitely link that on the description below of this video or, or uh you know on the podcast on the uh information on the audio end so thank you for rena dream for that question um let me see uh, so something actually, so let's see, uh, this question or this topic, uh, this is going to actually going to be a separate episode, uh, maybe down the line, but I just want to, uh, just mention that, uh, they want us to talk about Vicky and Jean, uh, and what their, what their either relationship or like what's going on with that story. If we were able to flesh it out, uh, but we're not going to dive into that. Uh, we're going to actually, that's going to be a separate episode because, I guess there's there's a lot that you can dive into uh, when it comes there's to there's a lot with those two characters yeah with those two characters especially uh, Jean yeah Jean yeah, and, and Vicky and then the, let's see yeah uh, this was came, this came from Price uh, and I'm not mentioning full names just just for you know privacy reasons and this is coming from like social media you know Facebook and 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 uh, yeah basically Facebook and you know whoever you know with all those you know actual names and stuff like that so yeah this came from Price he wanted to dive into the Vicky and Jean story uh, someone who was asking does that could uh, include uh, Iresh like it in they said yeah it should because I guess Iresh is kind of in that same mold in a sense um, but we'll, we'll we'll save that for another time but I just do want to acknowledge that we have your question that we're just gonna save it 
for a another episode. So uh, look forward to that. Luca, uh, did you have the questions in front of you as well, or the topics in front yeah. of you? Uh, go ahead, and, yeah. go ahead, and, go ahead, go ahead and pick one, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. Are you the kill craze type of guy? Or you get out of my sight type of guy. Oh, well, I mean, you guys all know I'm killing. Him. Yeah. It's that simple. He's dead before the the, the prompt even comes. Okay, yeah. before that guy even gets on the screen, oh, he's man. you know writing his death will out because mm. it's already happened. Yeah, that dude's dead. Okay, <laughs> so it. Okay. So I don't think it's you know a question for me. I think that's a question for you because everybody knows I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, <laughs> I I have no doubt you are ten for ten to going to kill him. All right, from me, from me. Okay, um, I have actually played with both ends, right? I you know one play some play playthroughs I've done like kill you know straight up kill him. One other playthrough I was like ah let him go, and I, I actually actually when I did that I didn't feel right afterwards because he just ran away and you just never saw him again. I was like, oh, no, man, screw him, man. Like, because he was leading up to that, he was doing some, some vile stuff, and he was going to do some vile stuff with LaPont's wife, Aline. So, you know, going th seeing that and witnessing that, if, and if we were, like, say, we, the main character, McDole and, you know, and, and crew, wasn't going to be there to stop it, you could, like, almost imagine what was happening behind those closed he doors. He might have already. Yeah, he might have already, and Eileen maybe like you know it, kind of suppressed that. It's his that fault. Thing. Ted's dead. It's yeah. his fault. Ted's dead. Yeah. Between exactly. Him and exactly. Yeah. Right. Those those two are so corrupt. It's in their very soul. Yes. You those those guys aren't being saved. You know, and Kenan proved that mm. uh, at the end of the game where he got arrested later. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he was just kept trying to do his his old crap of just taking advantage of people and hurting them, getting people killed. There's there's no redemption for those two. Kill them. That's the only way you're gonna stop these two from being able to do what they what they do. And they're just terrible, terrible people. They didn't. They haven't tried to think of one positive thing uh, that those two guys did. I'm I'm think. Uh, all right. I, I'm I'm listening to you. And I, I I totally I totally agree with you. I'm just listening and thinking and hearing about Luca Blight saying like they're irredeemable. And it's Luca Blight that's yeah, telling me exactly. that he's they're irredeemable. Die pigs. Is telling me that the craze is irredeemable. So like that that just set, goes to show how he's like the worst type. He's the, he's worst, the worst type, type yeah. of person because he uses his, <laughs> his position uh, to hide behind it, right? You know, yeah, he's a coward. Selfish you know, means. At least Luca Blight dies with honor, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> and, you know, being a psycho. At you, you know, <laughs> yeah. and refuses to run away. Yeah, and tells people and tells his own men to stay out of his fight. Craze mm. is trying to hide and run and. You know, being a coward. Other people killed for him. Same with Kenon. Screw <laughs> both those guys. Yeah, I don't even know how. Cowards. How you know how they even like got into the Scarlet Moon Empire? I, I mean, yeah, I can't because even. The Scarlet Moon Empire was corrupt by then. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But like, it, I mean, if, if Emperor Barbosa, yeah, if Emperor Barbosa like audited that, you know, the Empire from from head to toe, and yeah, they would not be enlisted they would not be in the scarlet moon empire i'm just saying with with the people that they had you know be, be, you know with kawanda it's wendy's fault, basically it, it is wendy's fault it basically comes down to it's wendy's fault <laughs> blame wendy basically um oh okay, cool all right right on oh here's another one okay we, i think we we talked about this before too like just here and there um so daniel uh commented i want to know why no one wants stallion to be a true rune holder it's canon in two games. I don't care what 
that one creator said okay so that already answers uh yeah. your own your own comment the creator yeah, that's basically what am i thinking yeah. the creator mentioned that stallion does not have a true rune holder it was a translation mishap um what did what was that what was the actual translation of it uh do you know off the top of your head uh, I can't remember exactly. It's something to build just like the the speed rune. It, yeah, it just the, translates to speed. Yeah, right. They're very fast. Uh, and so the real question for me, uh, Daniel, is why <laughs> do you want him to have a true rune so badly? Yeah, because it is not a true rune. It's not canon. And you answered your own question. The cr the game creator stated it. It's a <laughs> it's a translation error. He does not have a true rune. Why do you want yeah. him to be? That is the real question, and I think only you can answer that, Dan. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, yeah. Sorry to say that we don't believe, uh, even even though the creator says that Stallion's not a true rune person. Um, <clears throat> isn't it like, wasn't it translated to like Godspeed rune or something like that? Or it, yeah, it, it's something like that. Because like later on they fix it. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he was in the games. You know, one and two. He wasn't in three. Right. He wasn't in three. And, and that already shows, like, hey, yeah, if he was around, then he would be... Well, here's the thing. If he was a true rune holder, do you really think that Windy wouldn't have went after him? Exactly, yeah. that. You know, yeah, exactly. Right. He would have been dead. Stallion would have been on the radar of Windy. He can run fast, she can teleport. And and Hikusak, and whoever's, you know, trying to get runes at, you know, at that time. Stallion's not tough. They would have killed him. Yeah. They would have took his rune if he's actually a true rune. <laughs> he's, 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 he's the Flash... But not with like. So if you are a fan of Stallion, you should be happy he doesn't have a true yeah. because he definitely would have died. <laughs> yeah, he would have already. He would have even as fast as he is. Stallion is like the Flash, but not with like without the heroics. Sure, like yeah, he's a coward. Yeah, he's a little bit of a Yajirobe. He'll show some heroics when it comes down to it, but like not all the time. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go from there. <laughs> Mostly if there's food involved, right? Yeah, right, right, right. There's food and food involved, and 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 you need to race him to just recruit him and stuff. Um, okay, um, let me see. You want to throw one out there? Yeah, I got uh, a couple from my, my stream. So oh, I'm yeah, yeah, go right for now. it. Go for it. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna save the really good one. Okay. Uh, but, so we're going to start. This one is to both of us from Kadaz95. Uh, he's constantly on our, my stream, and nice. he's a really good guy. Uh, he wants to know what we are, ideally, what our Sakodin 6 would be like, where and when it would be. Ooh. So uh, I guess I'll start. Okay. Uh, a lot of people I know you're going to want me to say Harmonia. <laughs> I know you're going to want me to, and I'm going to disappoint the hell out of you. It's not. I want more build-up before Harmonia. Mm. Right? I don't want to skip right to Harmonia, right? Especially after this long of a layoff from Suikoden. Yeah. Uh, I would like, quite honestly, because of the amount of build-up that happened in Suikoden 5 about it, New Armas Kingdom. I would mm. love to have, you know, see all the tribes, you know, war with each other and then finally come out, you know, someone come out on top. And I would love to see returning characters from Suikoden Five. Yeah, you know, we didn't get a lot. We didn't get any of that. We you know it, it would have been fantastic to see Belkut again. Yeah, or you know even Richard or, or the you know the Limbor mercenaries, uh, Zagai going back home. That mm -hmm, would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know any of these characters if they came back, I would love it. Uh, and New Armas Kingdom relates more to Jean because of the history she has with the oh, ancient okay. uh, Armas Kingdom. So that would be even more lore for me uh, to do with. You know, this, before the Sindarian race was even there, there's a lot of stuff to that game, uh, that time period. So it would be uh, New Armas Kingdom around the same time as Suikoden 1. 
Okay. Uh, and the reason why, that gives us a chance to actually have, say, Prince Frazier back in the game if you mm. really wanted him. Oh, yeah. like we had we had tier yeah. in uh, Speaking in 2 from Speaking in 1. Uh, we could get George back. Yeah. You, know, you could get that in there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff you could tie in there from Speaking in 5 if you keep it in that time period. And uh, it would be nice if there was a true rune, a real true rune hmm. that surfaced in that area that was not the Sun Rune. Nice, nice. So, that, so that's mine. What, what I like those? that. So, okay, my Sweet Coding 6, it would not lead up to the end of, like, you know, going to Harmonia and all the, you know, all the true rune people, like, gathering up and, you know, you see Tyr, you see... Uh, you see Rio, you see, you know, all, all the main character people. You see Thomas for whatever reason, because he's a star. <laughs> um, no Thomas. I, I, I wouldn't mind Thomas, personally. Um, so, for me, a Sweet Conan 6 would probably be about the the rise of the Scarlet Moon Empire. So, you're actually being Barbosa uh, in this, and then you're recruiting, like, you know, Tio, and you're recruiting Kawanda. And uh, you're, you're going through those battles and you're fighting, you know, um, uh, Gagil? Geiger. Uh, who's that? The current. Rugner, yeah. Rugner, yeah, uh, the, the person that was there f before. Um, I would love to see that because then you would kind of see, like, where Grimio. Well, they're both they're both Rugners. It was oh, they're. Succession. Okay, oh, okay, it was a succession, right. Right, Barbosa Rugner. Okay. Was, I think it was his brother, cousin, something like that. Okay, yeah, okay, so there was a succession uh, uh, war to it then. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you would see like the you know the coming ups of like you know Grimio where he came from. You seen Pawn, I guess he was Pawn was a, a soldier for for Rugner, wasn't he? And then they well, he was always Tio's guy. He was always Tio's guy. Okay, I I, I thought I read somewhere I mean, where I mean he would have fought fought under Barboza for sure mm -hmm. because he's fighting under Tio. Okay. I'm not sure if he even actually took place in the War of Succession. They might have uh, not been there quite yet. Okay. Uh, but regardless, you would see George Prime because yeah. uh, that's where he got the nickname Death Blow George. Yeah, you'd be a general uh, by then. That war. Yeah. Uh, so you would have saw the return of the the dragons. Mm -hmm. uh, you would have saw Humphrey. Humphrey fought Humphrey. for Barboza at that time. Yeah. Uh, but you would have had a lot of others on the other side, and you would have had. Uh, you know what? You know what to add to that. Hmm. It'd be really cool to pick a side. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah right want. yeah as we were talking about eating eating uh, picking that side yeah that would be a, that'd be crazy uh that would be crazy. History. yeah Ooh. Just like, maybe just like a new game plus or something yeah yeah new game plus <laughs> i'm feeling some mortal kombat 9 vibes like he must win you know yeah, <laughs> it's just a, a whole different timeline happens uh but yeah yeah that, that's how i would love to see is just seeing the the how the war of succession happened and like just seeing all the old characters but you're seeing them coming up like street fighter alpha style um you know pawn yeah cleo just everybody that's that was there uh during the war of, war of succession and just seeing how those events unfold and then maybe like at the end you see like a you know little baby uh tear and grimio kind of like you know taking care of him and then Tio finding Ted and you just seeing those story beats happening and like that, that would be awesome i would love for i would love for the end to be the battle of Kaleka. Ooh, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, seeing Humphrey Lots like just of drama to end. Yeah, uh, Humphrey go nuts, attack his own, and commander. then and then disappear. Mathayu swear off. Uh, yeah, war. Uh, Leon Silverberg. You know that you see that whole drama. Oh, Odessa like, starting up yeah. uh, the liberation right. from there. Oh man, yeah. yeah. So I would, I would love, I would love of of, of telling a showing of like, yeah, the succession. Well, that's war. where everything started. Right? Yeah, that's where everything rifted for Emperor Barboza mm. was the Battle of Kaleka. The choices they made, that was their pivotal moment 
uh, in history for the Scarlet Moon Empire was the Battle of Kaleka. Had hmm. they gone a different route, maybe you know they wouldn't have fallen apart at the seams like it did. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been real interesting to see that unfold. Yeah, and then, yeah, oh, and then like, at the end you see Barbarossa like just meeting Windy, and then you know you, you get that going. So yeah, yeah, there's just a lot of things that 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 people can get reintroduced in the sweet code and after all this time that's you know all this time that's nothing has been happening and then like oh wow you know and then just yeah it would, it would be it would be great it would be awesome oh that was a cool question I, I really enjoyed that is there any more other questions that uh, uh, people had for you on the stream yeah I've got one from Lenny Leonard's and uh, okay. he's been waiting for the, his answer of his uh, question for a little while now oh, okay. and it has to do with Ellie and Rena oh Okay. Uh, so this one's quite interesting. He's like, we know Ellie and Rena were from the grasslands, but do we know which tribe they came from? Mm. Which is very interesting. Now, unfortunately, Lenny, there is not a direct answer for you. Mm. But I did some detective work for you. <laughs> we, we try to... Unfortunately, what we have to do here is narrow it down. So we start off mm. with their origins... You know, Rena and Ellie are from the grasslands, like mm -hmm. it says. You know, they're fortune tellers, much like uh, Piccolo is. Piccolo yeah. is a uh, fortune teller, speaking of three. So Rena is a fortune teller from the grasslands, and so is her sister Ellie. Their mm -hmm. parents actually died when they were young uh, because they were attacked by bandits. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, so a lot, of this, a lot of stuff I'm about to say is going to kind of unravel a little bit for you. Uh, so after that, Rena had to raise Ellie... Uh, which is why she's more mature for her age, despite her only being a year older than Ellie. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Uh, so then they end up moving on to Zexan, is where they find Bolgan, who's in a circus, mm. and he's being mistreated, and he was sold, and uh, to to do you know, make you know, make amends for debts and this mm. and that. Uh, Bolgan, because he's you know such a nice guy, he does want to you know uh, erase the debts. But at the same point, he's being mistreated. So Ellie and Rena convince him to leave the circus with them, and you know he escapes with them, and they become this traveling circus. And of course, that's when they pick up in Suikoden Two. Hmm. So, based off what we can tell by them, so if you look at them themselves on how they look, okay, I can probably safely assume they're not Korean, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, uh, Jimba managed to pose as a Korean fighter, so it's <laughs> yeah. still in the, the realm of possibility. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're clearly not from the duck clan. They're, they're they don't look not from the lizard as clan. As far as I know, right? I don't see any duck or lizard on them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Alma Kinnan clan would be interesting if they mm. were, but there's two problems here. One, they all kind of dress the same and speak yeah. the same. And the other part is, is they're an all-female clan, and they clearly state that Ella and Rena's parents, meaning mother and father, yeah. were killed by bandits, bandits, which would be impossible in Al McKinnon because you cannot, I'm probably butchering the name, Alma Kynan, uh, regardless, mm. it would be impossible because they're hidden behind ma like a magic wall. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can't get to them. Yeah. So that would make that one very, very, very unlikely. Mm. Okay. So that drops it to two clans, unless for some reason uh, it was the they somehow pose as a Karayan clan. But I, mm. I'm just I'm gonna push that out the door. I don't think it's Karayan. So that limits it to two possible clans for us here, uh, because the other ones are, are not clans anymore because they were taken over by Harmonia already. So they, they don't count. Uh, right. That was 50 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is the Chisha clan or the Kisha clan, whatever mm. you want to say their name. Uh, I, I butcher names a lot. 
they're the ones I'm going to lean towards the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the other is the Sapphire Clan. Okay. The Sapphire Clan, which we know nothing about. All we know is they were great fighters like the Koreans, but they were wiped out completely by the Harmonians at the start of Suikoden 3. Okay. So it could be from them, but we don't know anything about them. So I'm going to have to go more towards the the Chisha Chisha. clan. Yeah. Uh, or Kisha, whatever you whatever you want to call them, I believe that is where they would have originated from, uh, due to their personality, and them actually being able to have both male and female partners, hmm. uh, not just the female partners. So, in my detective work for you, Lenny, <laughs> I do believe my best guess would be the Chisha clan or the Sapphire clan. Okay, okay, I, I can see Chisha clan, right? I can see it. Yeah. The thing that kind of disconnects me is, I mean, yeah, they, they, you know, they had to go on their own after that, after, you know, their parents were killed. Seeing how they dress, it, it does not match what Chisa, you know, basically, you know, their no. uni- uniform, uniform uh, outfits, basically. And it, it doesn't match, but, but maybe because they've been traveling, you know, getting to know the world, they kind of found their own style, per se. Um, uh, that's the that's the only disconnect. I I can see it. I just that's the only disconnect I would see with Chisa Clan. Like Sapphire, you yeah, as you said, don't know anything much about them. They were wiped out already by Harmonians. That so it doesn't really mean that, uh, you know, they could be Sapphire. They could be, and and maybe their parents. Are, 50. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, maybe their parents or the, or uh, they part of the tribe separated. I'm, actually, I'm gonna call it 5149. I'm 5149 towards the Chisa okay. Clan. 49% towards <laughs> Sapphire. It could be either one of those, okay. but I think we've narrowed it down pretty closely uh, between those two clans. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that, that is tough because, uh, I mean, like, I'm trying to think, like, who, like, is there anybody that was doing some fortune telling that, that came from a clan? Or was there anybody? I was, so I, I had, a, like, a hypothesis, like, idea of, like, you know how they're performers, you know, going around and performing everywhere. And maybe, I was like, maybe there's, like, a performing clan that is out there that, you know, of course, that wasn't, like, flushed out or anything, you know, because we have, like... You have, we have uh, them, Ellie, Rena, and Bolgan from two. You have uh, Shabon, uh, Nage, and I'm um, forgetting the big nose guy. His uh, those three uh, performing as well. You know, I was just throwing like a hypothesis out there. I mean, I have nothing. But what I was hoping, what I was hoping was to find out where Piccolo was from and try All right, to, right. you know, bridge the gap there. But yeah. when you come down to where Piccolo's from, it's unknown. The yeah. only thing we know was that he was a student of Crowley. Uh, just fantastic on its own. Yeah, but that's pretty badass. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere from there, sweet. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I could do was like, you know, Piccolo is the same as as Rena and mm. you know and and Ellie. Maybe we could find out where he's from, and maybe that could help us. It literally says unknown. So yeah, uh, we kind of gotta have to guess. Yeah, yeah, and, and it looks like it. The the probable guess is uh, Chisa Clan, but cool. Yeah, that's a probably. cool question. Uh, cause yeah, it gets, it gets us thinking. That's cool. Uh, thank you for that. Um, all right, let me go ahead and, uh, throw out another one. Uh, I'm gonna throw one from, uh, Kelvin here. He says, recently started, uh, to listen to your podcast. You guys are really fun to listen to. The characters in Sweet Code and Feels lifelike, uh, usually reminds me, reminds us, us of people we know. Do you think Murayama gets his character inspiration from his social circles? Uh, who in Sweet Code and reminds you of your real life friends or famous people? That man like i that's for me for me at least for me personally that feels like a little bit of a stretch i don't know i need to i would need to ask moriyama personally 
like if he got inspiration from all the characters that were designed from people that he knows in his social circles um you know really well, oh, go ahead most of the characters especially from Suikoden 1 would have been from a water margin right sure oh yeah that's yeah probably, yeah that's true that that's is true probably where inspiration most of it came from yeah uh that's probably where most of it came from yeah but i mean it could be it could come from his real life that's what a lot of like writers do they have a lot of that kind of stuff mm. uh it could be as for who in Suikoden remind me of someone in real life uh you know maybe not like per people i personally know mm -hmm. but i mean luca blight would remind me of like vlad the impaler oh you know okay okay uh, emperor barboza reminds me of emperor barboza <laughs> <laughs> right yeah emperor barboza of the of the of the germanic i guess he wasn't germanic tribes at the time he was the holy uh Ger german empire mm. german whatever he okay. was he was he, he he held he held the power of most of Europe for a very long time. Okay. Uh, he held power over the Pope at one point or something like that. Oh. So he reminds me of Ember Barboza <laughs> and Tio McDole. Uh, I've heard a rumor of this. I've never been able to confirm it, uh, unfortunately. But he reminds me, based on his story, of King Richard. Hmm. Uh, he was so King Richard was very known for uh, being a great leader and a great fighter. Uh, everyone respected him. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a great general. He had a great cavalry. Oh, you know, uh, okay, you know. okay. And uh, guess what? He served Emperor Barbosa. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, T.O. McDowell would remind me very much of uh, certain historical characters like okay. King Richard. Nice. Uh, I could go down the line for sure, mm. you know, uh, with with a lot of these, these different generals. Mm. Uh, there, there's a few... There's a few in there, especially with Suikoden in one, but uh, other than, but in terms of real people that I know, no. Yeah, real, real people in my you know friends and family sort of thing. Like I don't really see uh, in terms of being related to Suikoden characters. Famous people I kind of see more. Um, the the ones directly uh, ones that I kind of think of are Fusulu, being, you know, being kind of related. I I could see it being related to Tiger Mask, the wrestler because um, he wore a tiger mask basically and he was wrestling and you know he's high flying and all that stuff kind of cheering the crowd uh, Fusulu almost the same thing wearing a tiger mask but he's kind of saying like oh I'm super strong and so that sort of thing so I kind of relate to those two uh, tiger mask uh, the wrestler the other one would probably for for uh, for um, Uber in three just because of his uh this clothing look is just like of michael jackson like that 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 screams michael jackson to me yeah uh and and, and that kind of and that throws me off because like why did he you know change from the armor and looking like a badass psycho to like michael jackson but like <laughs> i guess it's saying like oh man uber can uber can wear anything and he'd still be a badass like, like maybe that's what they're trying to say with it um but yeah right. uh Go ahead. Well, there's Maximilian and Sancho. They're uh, actually literally obvious references to uh, a book. Oh, okay. uh, I can never state it correctly. Mm. I'm very bad with pronunciations. I will actually just like throw the thing just, right in the Discord. For just you say it? okay. It off. I'll All let right. you read it off. Okay. <laughs> throw uh, me under the yeah, bus. Yeah, I'm terrible at that stuff. Oh, Don Quixote. Uh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll actually copy the name that they're literally, uh, you know like basically who they are right that's, okay that's literally who they are oh cool uh, yeah there you go uh <laughs> let's see i don't know if... 
Uh, Miguel de Cervantes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm ver- I'm terrible with uh, pronunciation. It's but, all good. Uh, they are directly to that. Uh, oh, cool. For sure. Oh, for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're correlated to other like famous people or well known people in the past, like though that's new news to me. Uh, in terms of majority of them, like I, I see Pawn, I can see Pawn and Goku being kind of correlated because like he's always hungry and he's like you know they like fighting, but he does mistake like dumb mistakes at the same time. I could I could see that. <laughs> um, yeah, but morally, that, I think they're very different, though. Yeah, yeah, morally, they're they're way different because more uh, Goku just wants like a good fight, and and Pon is like, I you know I want to do things right, and I, but I don't, don't want to cause Goku trouble. Betrays friends. I don't I don't think so too. But he'll 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 you know challenge he'll put the world at or put the universe at stake for a good fight. That's what I'll say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll definitely can't say that. Um, but cool. Uh, that was a, that was a cool question uh, from Kelvin. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, do you have any on your end, Luca? Uh, that's all on my behalf. That's all on your end? Okay. All right. So let me see. Uh, I have one from uh, David, David with the E, uh, saying that I follow your podcast, a suggestion. Would you do an anal- analysis on the combat system? Hearing you guys talk about it would be interesting, maybe focusing on the Unite attacks and the fact that there's a hard mode confirmed uh, in the very first start of the game. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, David. Um, So the, the, the combat system in this... I mean, it, it kind of stems from like what we've kind of gotten used to in terms of role-playing games. If if Sweet Coden was not your first like you know role-playing game that you ever played, but you played others, it kind of stems from like the turn-based system, right? Of you know waiting your turn, whether it's ATB system or just you know just waiting basically, and then you know as the opponent like your the enemies attack or you know you guys get ready for that. Um, but the unites, the unites was definitely the 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 spotlight of the system there i would think is just having two characters or three or four characters kind of attacking all at once with like you know in, in terms of a sequence and then uh trying to find those those unites when like say like game facts wasn't around or like basically we were all getting to know the game at the same time uh that was like during 95 96 in that era, in that time space uh just trying to find out like all the secrets and then all the unite combinations and and that sort of thing. But another thing that I have, I always mentioned that that me fe- I, I fell in love with with the con- combat system was with turn-based systems. Uh, you know, one character ta- attacks, and then the next character attacks, and then the next one. So it's like a it's like a wait your turn, then then next person's turn, next person's turn. So in Sweet Code, kind of when you do like the free will, they almost attack almost at the same time. So it's almost like real time, and it shows that illusion of, of real time. But it's still showing, but it's actually still like, you know, you know, uh, it made grinding actually doable. Yes, it did. It did. It did. Grinding in like any other game, whether it was Final Fantasy or Breath of Fire or whatever, was just horrendous. Yeah. You go through the menus and you you have to pick everything. uh, I guess, I guess Breath of Fire wasn't as bad with the auto battle system. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. That being said, it, it was not like Suikoden. Suikoden just, you're able to just kind of hit auto and just go and yeah. like all your characters attack and it was fantastic like that yeah uh so it made grinding a lot easier like you said the unites were a big point for me uh mm. a big selling point for me as soon as i found that i was like wow this is so cool yeah uh for me the biggest one was combining magic mm. that was sick yeah you know you're okay. combining you know uh you know fire and earth and mm-hmm. fire and water and all this, all this yeah. crazy stuff uh, of course, a lot of that came into Suikoden 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Suikoden 5 like, really took off with it. That was fantastic with Suikoden 5. Oh, nice. Uh, so 
that's definitely um, the battle system for me is, is you know just all the unites you can do whether yeah. it's magic physical it's awesome yeah it's awesome so uh yeah. leveling your weapons the way you love your weapons, oh yeah incredible incredible mm. yeah like um just you're not you, you know characters that have their their own weapon like you you didn't go through every you didn't go to a store like oh i want to you know i was using a bow but next time i'll use like a sword or next time i use like you know brass knuckles or that sort of thing right um they all had their own weapon uh tier had a bow uh, you know, Rio had Tonfa sticks. You know, it, it was that sort of thing. Like that was their dedicated weapon. That was they were gonna use. You just sharpened it better. Uh, whether it's like you know, uh, basically you know, uh, people. Uh, he means bow staff, not bow and arrow. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, bow staff. Uh, so you were making your weapon better. You know, to, you know to hit harder. You know, adding like you know magical, uh, magical runes to it. You know, for like a fire effect or you know water healing or. That sort of thing as you attack um just going just delving into that and and, and you had a dedicated weapon and i actually appreciated that because uh, when when you go through other games uh they kind of not 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 all of them other you know other games also have people with dedicated weapons and that sort of thing but other games that i played it was like oh man yeah switch from this weapon to another weapon and it was like okay well nobody's really proficient you're just you know, hitting harder and maybe you know either faster or slower depending on what the type of weapon it was uh but it's also it was also depending on their you know the type of uh combat and weapon system that they had but i i just i appreciate sui Coden's, uh you know a combat system and the the care of like you only had one weapon and you're you're there to perfect it or maybe not maybe you didn't use the character and they just hit like weak because you didn't take care of them like kind of like either their weapons are getting dull or you just not level them up you know high enough that sort of thing um but you know the hard mode um the hard, did, did you hear something about a hard mode uh when it comes to uh i don't know if it was there's, like sweet in one there's or? a mod there's, there's a, a mod, mod okay for, uh, for in games okay uh, in hard mode and basically like the 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 word is that there was supposed to be like a hard mode to in. Uh, remember, they wanted to do a lot of stuff with Suikoden back in the day, mm. but they couldn't just based on you know, the disk size yeah. of the technology they were limited to at the time. Uh, but okay. there is mods out there now where you can play Suikoden uh, hard mode. Suikoden 2 hard mode is just, just ridiculous. You try it? Uh, uh, yeah, we're actually going to stream it at some point. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, you, you can watch my frustration because trust me, it's <laughs> not easy. Okay, okay. Uh, hence, hard mode. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good question. Cool. Yeah, thank uh, you. He actually had another good one too. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, do you have that up or? Yeah, he was saying. I was thinking another uh, suggestion. He was talking about uh, uh, offline PvP where you change uh, right. your teams uh, against and battle other party members. Mm. Um, so what I can tell you is that's been done, and it's being done right now in mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Oh yeah. And it's called yeah. Arena. Okay. Let me tell you, everybody hates it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work out the way you want to. Uh, the first couple times you do it, you're like, ah, this is kind of fun. And then after mm -hmm. a while, like literally like the fourth time, you're like, yeah, I'm over this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, it, it gets dull. Uh, the idea is cool. But then we actually put it into a practical sense, like mm -hmm. uh, a Brave Exvius did with Arena. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody likes Arena. Literally, like it's probably the least played content in that game. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's why... Uh, I'm, I'm against that due to the fact that it's been done and it didn't work out. Hmm, interesting. Uh, it's a good idea though. It's just, I guess maybe it's just in how 
it's put together. Yeah. But uh, it did not go well for Brave Exodus. Gotcha. Uh, that that yeah. I mean, like I like the idea of a, of a PvP and like you know your party the versus their party. Um, but you need to regulate and balance out like the type of characters that people would have, because if if it's not balanced or not like like nobody's taking a look of what you know uh, people are doing, then people are just going to use the broken characters and, and doing you know strategies that will, like will give you like just you know high damage and like they're not able to do make take their turns. You would actually need to police that pretty well to be able to do this sort of thing. And 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 you kind of would think about it with like Pokemon, right? Um, we all have our like, oh man, like I would just love to have this like this type of party of uh, Pokemon, you know, Pokemon basically. Uh, but yet there's gonna be people that that are out there is like just grabbing the most broken type characters and just having that as like their, you know, their their party group basically. Uh, so like, you would need Could to you imagine <laughs> going up against a party yeah. that had Hoi, Killy, and Sheena <laughs> right. with double beat Fury and double strike. Yeah, You're right. Dead before you can even <laughs> press go. Exactly. Like, can you imagine? Everybody's gonna run that team. And unites, and yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have those three just in your front line, and then your back line, you got like Mazis just <laughs> killing you with crazy magic, and you got Luke right. behind there too. Exactly. And, that's, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I, I would think at least it, a way to police that would be to make like have char characters have ratio systems, ratio tiers. Like, so using somebody like, uh, you know, Uber or something. Uh, you like, oh, that's a ratio three. So like, okay, if you only ha if you have Uber, uh, then you can either have maybe have less people or you can have like people that have less less of a Literally ratio. Brain X does this type of thing. Oh really? Really? Okay. And it still doesn't work. And it still doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Wow. People still don't like it. So it's like. You know they'll ban this character for this yeah, uh, you'd have amount to do of time, that. and mm. you know, and, and oh, these abilities are banned. So like, you could ban Double Strike and ban mm. Fury for this yeah. amount of time, and then people are just like, I don't, I don't want to play that. <laughs> so it, you know, it's a, it's just, it's a cool concept. It just doesn't play out well. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. It's a cool. With Brave it's a cool idea. I, def I definitely would like to see like whose party versus whose party, and like what would you do, and that making decisions and all that stuff. That would be cool. But again. Yeah, you would need definitely need to police that hardcore, like it's an active, almost like an active fighting game. You know, like you know Street Fighter Online, you know um, Mortal Kombat, like you know all those all these other other games that you would need to police and balance that. You know, literally all the time, just so people cannot have like an unfair advantage of uh, you know just trying to get wins and maybe points and maybe prizes and, and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah. Oh, David, thank you for the uh, the second question. Um, let me see. But Michael said that what would you demand if you knew you were a star of destiny and the tenkai star needed you for their happy ending a private suite a private bath a private suite with a private bath a personal yacht a harem like what would be your uh, <laughs> what would be your recruitment requirements uh in order to recruit you as as a as a you know as a part of a stars of destiny and i'll i'll add to that is what would be your your ending once you once the the character got the good ending so i'll throw it to you luca what would be your requirements to enable to uh recruit you and what would be what would, would be your ending uh for 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 this question so in this scenario are you recruiting luca blight or are you recruiting just a random character? <laughs> that's that's uh that's that's is important that is important try okay try both like as All luca right. blight and as luca blight okay you are required to kill 250 pigs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you are required 
kill 250 pigs, and if you don't do it within 10 minutes. Oh man! Oh man! Time? You're gonna be a time-based time mission? Oh jeez! You gotta go and kill 250. Oh man! You you yeah you you making that bar if high? Not, you don't get Luca Blade because he's too broken. <laughs> too broken. Right. As a regular character. <laughs> Again, because uh, I'm an antag, I'm not I'm not a protag by okay. by, by uh, nature. Uh, I will demand the death of whichever character in that game pisses me off the most. Wow! Oh, and it's random, and it's random. It's a yeah. random generated character that yeah. you either must be willing to uh, sacrifice or you don't get them. Yeah. Okay. You know, oh, okay. You gotta go kill Kenon. You gotta go kill Kryn. Yeah. Okay. It cannot be. I'll say. I would say. It yeah, can't be a star destiny, of course. It can't be. It can't uh, be another star destiny because oh, that, that so just. So since we get into, <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to travel back to the Turan Republic, kill yeah. Kryn because I yeah. have space. So yeah, <laughs> he stole my money. <laughs> yeah, he stole my money. Oh man, okay, that's cool. I he like tried that. Drug me. He tried to that. drug you for robber's tea. <laughs> yeah. When you're just trying to yeah. go up the mountain. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, no, no, Kryn was in. Uh, Kryn tried to drug you in La Ponce Town. Yeah, yeah, La Ponce Town, and then um, yeah. uh, Kessler, uh, somebody else. Kessler, yeah, no. yeah, that was Kessler. Yeah, um, so, okay, uh, oh, Leiden and Cap, yeah, okay. Anyways, uh, so, all right, for me, for me, I, I, I'm, bar's not gonna be as high as time, you know, time constraints and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, for me to to recruit me, we basically would do. A uh, okay, I want to say a first to f a first to ten dual battle. All right, first to ten dual battle. We go back and forth. You know, you come back. You know, at different times. So, uh, maybe we space out. Like oh, like you can't do like ten fights in a row. Like you just come back through throughout the you know throughout the story of the game. We do battle, and if you I have to beat you with a frying pan, if you beat me with a frying pan. Yeah, yeah, sure. You be with the frying pan, you get to recruit me, but we're going to have dual battles. Uh, first to ten wins. Either I either I will... Okay, system-wise, I'll still join, but I'll take something from you, right? I'll take something from you. If if you beat me fair and square, yeah, you're good. I'm, I'm good to join. I'm going to follow you to the death and all that stuff. So, yeah, first you to ten... You pay with a thunder rune if you will. <laughs> you go. Yeah, exactly. Pay with a thunder rune, um, and I'm not. I'm not going to be like uh, what's his name, Quincy, where like, oh, like, oh, I don't know who to join. Uh, maybe if you have like, you know, 70 more characters, maybe I'll join because they'll be. They look yes. like the winning side. I hate that. I hate that about Quincy actually. That he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a fair weather of like, I don't know who's going to win. You know, maybe Scarlet yeah, Moon. Maybe. I don't want that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, first and ten, first and ten uh, dual battles. Uh, you know, if you if you beat me out, yeah, I'll join. If I win, I'll still join, but I'll take something from you. And my ending, my ending will be: I will challenge every single star of destiny to a duel, and the, and it, the number will generate like how many duels I won, and or lost. Uh, but I will challenge every single person, uh, stars of dark star of destiny, uh, in our castle and random number number generator of uh, bouts I won, and then I'll move on to the next. To the next town, sort of thing. Almost, almost, re, almost Ryu like from Street Fighter, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be my my, how, my good how ending. I would end, yeah, how I would end mine. Uh, <laughs> as Luca Blight, you chase down Yuba and uh, or Uber, what you call him, 
and we prove how overrated that guy is oh, and slaughter okay. him in front of everyone. Okay. I don't understand the <laughs> love of Uber. Oh, you know, okay. He, uh, he got beat by a kid, mm -hmm. his pet bird, and a yeah. duck. <laughs> yeah. He's not tough. He's a fake tough guy. Oh, man. You know, and he... And, tells me that and, you know, and a doctor could suit him just fine. You know, next thing you know, he's going to be telling me that Billy Jean's not his lover, <laughs> wearing Michael Jackson's outfit. <laughs> cool. he, he forgot the white glove. And a doctor with a stone, and, and yeah. just just threw stones at him, and like, yeah, what what's the deal with Uber? Uber, you know, like <laughs> overrated. overrated, overrated. Oh, he blew up. He overrated. Blew up the town. He blew up a town oh, of the hidden room. Yeah. He, he, he lit three <laughs> wooden houses on fire. Congratulations, oh, I did that too. He's not tough. He, ran, oh, he runs uh, away all the time. At the uh, end of Suikoden 1, that dude ran from Pesmerga after like two shots. Yeah. In Suikoden 2, he runs constantly because he beat his little pet skeleton. Yeah. And then he runs away from even fighting at the end of 2. And he loses to a kid, his pet bird, and a duck in the third one. The guy is overrated. So Luca wow. Bled at the end would chase him down and prove in front of everybody who the mm. real tough guy is. That's... And uh, it would not last long. I would love, I would love to see an about, about between Luca Blight and Yuba. I would love to it see last that. Long. It wouldn't last long? It wouldn't okay. Last it wouldn't last long? No. Okay. I see I see I see you. You you would either run or die very quickly. It'd be a very very uh, a very even Mike Tyson rune. A very even Mike Tyson fight. <laughs> he even with his true rune, oh, he ate shit. He runs away from you know he and you know what? They can't even say, Oh, you know, he ran from Rio because he's got, you know, a part of a true rune or he ran from Tur Turin <laughs> because he has a true rune. Guess what? Hugo didn't have a true rune. He had a pet bird and a duck. And S skills. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't need S skills. Oh shit! During, during the stream, we beat him up with uh, with B plus. Oh nice. And C. Okay. We kicked his ass. Okay. You know, we we had the spoiled brat Lily come in and, and pop him on the head. <laughs> he oh sucks. Lily. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. There, there's your there's your hot take for the episode. People. There you go. He was overrated. <laughs> he looks cool. Talks a big game. But he's a wuss. Oh man, that's the coward heel right there. That's the coward there heel. There you go. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Um, from Nicholas. All right, so from Nicholas, uh, I'll mention it here. So maybe it's my memory, but Wendy's arc is confusing. Her focus was getting the Soul Eater room, but uh, can't remember her intentions afterward, afterwards, or her plan was. If she was in pursuit of power by collecting the true runes. Why did she never try taking Uber's or Necklor's true rune? Why were Lechnot and Wendy a feud, uh, being the last two survivors of the Gate uh, Rune clan? You would think that survival would be the utmost um, importance. Lastly, if I'm not mistaken, Harmonia attacked the, the Gate Rune clan. What if Luke was sent on behalf of Harmonia to spy on Lechnat? Okay, I got answers for that. Yeah, oh, that's a loaded question. That okay. is, it is a loaded question. I, I, so I I'm going to cover Luke one really quick. Okay, uh, Luke was rescued. Rescue, right. Uh, so I don't believe he was sent by Harmonia. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke detests Harmonia. That's why he tries to blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so true. I'm going to ixnay on that one about mm -hmm. him being a spy. Uh, he was he was rescued by Lechnot and mm -hmm. uh, trained as a pupil. Uh, she knew the potential in Luke and was hoping that he would become a better person than who he was cloned from, which was Emperor Hikosak. Uh, unfortunately, Luke decides to take a different path than what Lechnot wants. Right. So, uh, so there's that one. 
In terms of the relationship between Windy and uh, and Lechnot, uh, it is actually stated that Windy tries to kill Lechnot at one point, where she had to isolate herself in that tower and protect mm. herself from from Windy. And the reason why was because she's trying to get the other half of the gate room, right, uh, for more power. Uh, which of course she failed to do because Lechnot is, is no slouch herself. Mm. So, in terms of why they weren't. Uh, more friendly that's on windy you know windy just craves power and the reason why she craves power is because she was shown what true power is mm -hmm. Hikosak invaded that that place to get the gate rune and they actually split it in half between the two sisters to protect it yeah from Hikosak himself uh so that is her whole motivation is to gain power revenge is her idea mm -hmm. right she wants to get back at those who wronged her, those who you know destroyed her home, uh, so that's why she's trying to get the Soul Eater because the Soul Eater is a very powerful rune. It governs life and death. Right? Mm -hmm. What what stronger rune than that? You know, other than the Sun Rune, which she wouldn't have been able to get. Why she doesn't try to try to take Yuba and Necklord's rune? Okay, so in terms of Yuba or Yuber, whatever you want to call him, uh, his true rune might be the weakest of the true runes that we've seen. Mm. Right, like you see it demonstrated in. Uh, it in three a little bit. Yeah. It's not uh, overly powerful, right? It seems very limited. Um, he uses it supposedly against us in uh, Suikoden one, but Pesmerga sees through it mm -hmm. uh, during the formation. That's why it doesn't work on us. Uh, so in terms of that, she probably sees Uber as a uh, better ally as he's able to teleport in. He's able to summon monsters, yeah. so he's more useful as an ally that and his rune probably wouldn't tip the scales mm -hmm. and her rune half of her rune the gate rune is actually still stronger than his mm -hmm. in terms of necklord i don't think she can i don't think she could defeat necklord to be honest like think about what it takes to beat necklord that's true yeah right like you need the star dragon sword mm -hmm. just to harm him you need Khan to seal his soul, yeah. and you need Sierra, the elder of his clan, to take the Moon Rune from him just to beat him. You know, and he, you know, he can doppelgang himself. Mm -hmm. He can raise a, a, an army of the dead, so she could like summon monsters all she wants. All he has to do is kill more people, and, and then he has, he has more, more soldiers. Armies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he has an endless supply of soldiers. <laughs> I don't think she wants to make an enemy of Necklord because he's literally too strong. Right? He might yeah. be the strong. And honestly, like if we look throughout of it, uh, you know, there's a couple exceptions there. You know, Luke's wind rune at the end is probably the strongest mm. uh, that we face. Maybe the sun sun rune in, in incarnation or the oh, right. rune incarnation. Yeah. You know, something along those lines. But in terms of an actual uh, person that we fight, Necklord might be the strongest. That's, go through that's true. I, I can see that. Yeah. One through five. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can name a single person, including Luke of Blight, that could beat Necklord in a one on one fight. Yeah. So I think Necklord is a very useful ally. I don't know what his uh, his gain is by helping Windy. Maybe he just gains more power. More wives. By... <laughs> more wives, you know. <laughs> I don't know what his thing is of why he's allied with her. Mm. Uh, maybe it just serves his desires. Mm. You know, like you said, more wives. Uh, you know, he gets his own little land yeah. uh, section, you know, part of, you know, part of the emperor, or sorry, part of the empire. Maybe that's what it is. But in terms of taking the the rune from Necklord, mm. good luck. Yeah, know? yeah. So uh, I think that pretty much solves that entire question, right? Yeah, I think so. Let me see. Um, pretty much, yeah. It, it, 
yeah, just with having having uh, Yuba and 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 Necklord with you, it only helps Wendy's mission, even though she didn't like really succeed. Um, but Wendy, Wendy, there's something going going off on Wendy where she was trying to kill her, her own sister to be able to have this type of revenge um, when they're supposed to protect it. And they're like, why not like have a discussion and and talk about how we're gonna both are gonna get revenge rather than like take you know, the life of your own sister and, and trying to gain, you know, the other half of the room that way. Like, you know, Wendy short sighted. Yeah. She wanted to do it all basically or all herself basically. And she wanted the, the quick way. Mm -hmm. I actually have a theory about like not and why she's doing what she's doing, but that's going to be an entire episode on its own. I think. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, Wendy just wanted to fast track things. Mm, okay. And, uh, you know, had she played her cards, right? You know, a little bit better. She did have control of the second strongest kingdom mm -hmm. or empire in all of land, and she goofed it. Yeah. So uh, uh, her her she short of sighted is the the issue with Wendy. Yeah. Very very good villain, but uh, short sighted. Is, yeah. Is the, the whole thing of her. Very much. Uh, but yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Nicholas, for that question. So, um, I believe we are going to move on to. Uh, we we do this from time to time. We're spotlighting creators, uh, you know, who are who are doing sweet coding or EUDN type uh, EUDN, uh, EUDN type content. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna mention, shout out some names, and mention like places that, you know, where we kind of had these discussions of sweet coding and EUDN Chronicle. Um, but uh, Neck, uh, let's call you Necklord. <laughs> uh, Luca, uh, you want to go ahead and start off with uh, the first, uh, you know, shout out. Uh, yeah, I'll start off with Kristoff uh, here when okay. he would mention it. I'll use that as a, a start point here. Yeah. Uh, he did say maybe talk about some Suikoden and fan games. Uh, I mean, he talked about himself there. Yeah, he's mm, got like, yeah. really just cool Suikoden too. That's pretty cool. Uh, the other one is uh, BK 18 has done a remake of Suikoden 2 using RPG Maker. And oh, nice. It looks incredible. It looks awesome. Mm. He hasn't finished it, but uh, so there, there answers that question and segues into these speaking and content creators mm -hmm. uh the first one on my list is jared dub he's uh, both on youtube and on on twitch he's a first time speaking and player mm -hmm. uh, he has a really fun community they love in, you know playing with the the characters and getting to know them and jumping in between with voices and that kind of oh, stuff cool. and having all sorts of fun yeah uh so he's having a lot of fun with that so if you want to see someone's first experience and he's also a very good uh like a role player kind of person he's okay. really good at you know interacting with his crowd so he's really really fun lauren the flute she's very interesting she's actually a, a musician uh of course with her flute uh she plays through this weekend series all the time she's over on twitch nice uh she's, uh, she's actually a larger streamer she's quite mm -hmm. big uh and she actually has a great story about how she went to japan and it involves speaking so i encourage all of you to go over to her channel okay. check out her channel and ask about that story it's a fantastic story and the way she tells it is just awesome i couldn't do it justice awesome uh so drew feist is the next one this guy is awesome he and his significant other sit down and they as they play speaking and they make it a drinking game oh nice okay so <laughs> They are uh, very familiar with Suikoden, big time mm -hmm. fans. And anytime they recruit a character or you know they get some sort of certain sound alert during the game, they take uh, a drink. take a shot. So nice. uh, the game gets harder and harder for them <laughs> as they go along because <laughs> they start to get more and more intoxicated. Yeah. So they are very, very fun over on Twitch. Oh, uh, yes. If you could go see them, that'd be great. That's cool. Uh, 
Captain Kappa, he's a smaller streamer, but he loves Suikoden. He even gives loves to like the the, the games that don't get as much love, like mm. Suikoden 4 and Tactics uh, and 3. So, and he's uh, a type of guy that likes to interact with the community a lot, mm. and uh, he, he wants to uh, make Suikoden as big as possible. He's got those big dreams, so I'd love people to go over and see Captain Kappa over on Twitch. Mm. Uh, and the last two are actually kind of part of uh, a little community that I've developed with them. Uh, and it's kind of like a three-way community between myself, Jay Legend, and Sacrificial Jizo. Mm. Uh, the th three of us have kind of started to, you know, kind of take our own little communities and merge them together about Suikoden, and we have uh, a lot of fun. Nice. So Jay Legend has a lot of fun sound effects. He's uh, really entertaining. He's, uh, you know, he, he can sing. Uh, get him to sing some songs. That's oh, kind nice. of fun, uh, and, and he's just uh, just a really great guy, uh, really fun to be around. And then you have Sacrificial Jizo. Now mm. this guy might be the most unique, and the reason why is because he'll literally play two games at the same time. What? And it'll be the English version of Suikoden uh -huh. and the Japanese. He'll oh. play them side by side and translate the differences what is going on wow okay so, so there they, you know how a lot of people say oh you know this part you know the translation didn't make sense mm -hmm. sacrificial jizo will make it make sense for you these guys are both on twitch by the way okay so if you go over to jizo's channel you can watch even the the, ga the games that are only japanese he'll put that on screen and translate it for you line by line and go through the game with you That's so nuts. you get that experience that live experience of translating the japanese game the guy is fantastic mm. uh really nice guy to be around so if you could jump over to twitch see those guys they're fantastic that's cool that's cool all right yeah thank you for sh sharing those uh creators that are out there right now doing sweet coding content uh um like they are doing that, that and that sounds pretty cool uh so we'll definitely have links uh, to their to their uh, you know their stuff that they can where you can find these people on the description below. So uh, for me, it's uh, not so much of uh, content creators. It's basically places that you can uh, go to to have like a sweet coding uh, type discussion or even chronicle type discussion. Um, let me see. Let me take a look. Yeah, we yeah we mentioned about Kristoff uh, in the beginning. So. Some of the places that we go to, uh, I'm going to go from uh, Facebook groups first. There is a big uh, sweet coding group uh, called Sweet Coding, basically. And uh, that's a huge, huge uh, group of uh, just fans that are out there, just, of course, just talking about Sweet Coding. Another one that is out there right now is called Sweet Coding Club. Uh, so that that is uh, that's one of the second, I would say second biggest uh, as of right now. I, I want to say Sweet Coding is the biggest but a sweet coding club is the next one on there that you, you should definitely join up and, and just have a discussion with and uh you know just trying to you know to talk about the sweet coding and eud and chronicle um so you definitely have those two groups on facebook uh reddit sweet coding basically uh there, there's a people a community over at reddit uh that we share the podcast with uh you know so there's some people that are out there uh listening and watching so shout outs to you guys over on the sweet coding reddit there um anywhere else so like i'm thinking of uh discord so there's a bunch on discord uh let me go ahead and pull that up uh because yeah we're we're in a some of them so look blight of course i'll mention his discord has a sweet code in a channel over there um i must let me see there is sweet code in tavern i believe uh there's a that's another discord channel that is you know talking about everything sweet coding so shout outs to uh sweet code in tavern uh, let's see another place two scoundrels uh, so we shouted them out on the last 
uh, channel, like, you know, creator shout out. So shout out to you guys once again, having a sweet code and channel and, you know, continuing to just do their thing as content creators trying to make their way, trying to, you know, trying to build up their, their community there. Um, yeah, mentioned sweet code and tavern. Uh, there is uh, Scarlet Moon Empire. That's another discord that is out there doing the same things, um, you know, sharing artwork with each other, uh, doing you know sharing memes and all that stuff general general discussion as well talking about all the games you know having their own channels and that sort of thing um trying to see if there's anywhere else uh, i think that is it i think that are all the discord so yeah facebook it's sweet coding sweet coding club uh sweet coding reddit uh let's see sweet coding tavern scarlet moon empire luca blights uh discord um Give me my Discord too. I'd be down to talk about sweet coding as well. Uh, I mean, it's two scoundrels uh, as well uh, on on Discord talking about sweet coding. So there's a there's a lot of places that you can talk. Euden Chronicle, sweet coding, um, that sort of thing. And uh, we know me and Luca, we try to be at everywhere as much as possible while we're trying to do our own thing as well. Uh, you know, in terms of content creation and streaming and all, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, th that's pretty much it for the episode guys. Oh man. So thank you so much for all the, the comments, uh, the questions, the topics, uh, all the, the feedback. I, I love to hear that you guys are, you know, listening and, and watching, uh, the, you know, the podcast that really appreciate you guys, uh, to be able to do that. Uh, we'd love to hear more from you. Uh, so every time that we're going to be recording an episode, I'm going to chime in, you know, in all the groups and discords and all that saying like you know hey what do you guys want us to talk about uh but we do have uh we do have some topics coming up uh from uh for future episodes but i will kill uh c continue to uh ask you guys what do you guys want us to talk about we'll, we'll be down to talk about it anybody that needs to be showcased you know in terms of content creation that sort of thing um topics any all that stuff we would love to like dive in and, and discuss that sort of thing so thank you guys very much for hanging out with us uh, for this podcast episode. Uh, Luca, where can they find you and what are you doing uh, uh, as a recent in terms of uh, creating your content? Mostly on Twitch is where you're going to find me at this okay. point. Uh, and recently we've been doing a lot of Sweet in 3 and uh, taking our time with it, mm -hmm. really exploring mm -hmm. the game. So you can definitely find me over on Twitch like usual. There is a YouTube channel, but as of right now, I definitely would uh, suggest twitch instead twitch okay cool cool um all right so uh that's king luca blight over at twitch uh for me it's gonna be um at marco polo 177 is that is my basically my main twitter account but for the stars of destiny podcast we have a facebook page um as well as a, a twitter handle it's at for the for the twitter handle it's at star destiny pod and for the facebook page is stars of destiny podcast um but you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you can find us everywhere there. Uh, Video-wise, you can find it at uh, Nerd in the Bay uh, YouTube channel. Uh, that's where we host the put the podcast on there on the video end. Um, but I think that's pretty much it for uh, everything that's going on, um, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out, listening, watching uh, the podcast. Um, I did uh, did talk about uh, this with Luca, but uh, I think we're gonna start either start doing or throw out some live 
like live episodes uh, that are out there so we can talk in in real time and and all that stuff so we're gonna plan all that out uh, whether it's making the you know making the topics or just trying to basically promote like hey we're gonna go live so come hang out with us and talk let's talk sweet code and and all that stuff so we're gonna try to see what live does uh, for this format um, but yeah that's pretty much it thank you so much for hanging out with us We'll see you next time for the next episode of the Stars of Destiny podcast. Until then, um, stay safe and uh, take care. Bye, guys. See you later.